If you've not been living in a cave this past week, and you may be a caveman, a cave woman, or a cave person, I don't know, you're aware of the massive scandal surrounding FTX and Alameda research. The name Sam Bankman-Fried is the talk of crypto Twitter, and his cryptic tweets make for even more interesting conversation and speculation. Billions of dollars in crypto are now gone as centralized exchanges continue to fall and people are pissed as they should be. The info that's turning up as people dig into the story is making for one heck of a Netflix movie. We're going to share the most relevant and current information along with our irrelevant thoughts and opinions on this SBF what? AH bad news episode number 648 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. I'm Joel Kahn. That's Travis Wright. And I was wrong. This is not episode 648. It's episode 649. So when we, unlike many journalistic um, endeavors out there, when we make an error, we correct it. Front page, correct it, not back page in uh, 0.6 font print. There you go. And here's the deal. I'm wearing my... Uh, Darth Vader shirt because who's more corrupt than Darth Vader, right? And so we're talking about SBF and FTX. WTF, we talked about it last time we did a show uh, earlier last week and the things were happening. I was traveling and here we are. And actually, I said, I wish I had some FTX swag. And look, I do. <laughs> I got, got glasses. A pair of FTX nice. glasses right here. And wow, <clears throat> you know, FTX, you know, the international one's not available in America. So there's FTX US mm -hmm. and then there's the main FTX. So I've never actually put money in FTX and I'm glad about that. I've never really trusted them, especially after we chatted with Dominic uh, Williams of uh, Definity and Internet Computer Protocol. Mm -hmm. And he was saying some things that this dude had done to kind of tank his project. And we'll get him back on a show in the future. And this is a complete shit show in the crypto world right now. Cause I mean, we, last time we were talking, you know, Bitcoin was kind of moving up. It was mm -hmm. at 20, almost 22,000. Ethereum was at 16,000. And then all of a sudden the bear Stearns of crypto has happened. And mm -hmm. now trust in crypto. It's almost like crypto is a bad word to people. Now you hear crypto like, Oh my God, I'm never getting in that. It's a huge scam. Just to let you know, Bitcoin has never been hacked. Right. It's only user errors, and so we've we've said to this seven hundred bajillion fourteen times. If it's not your keys, it's not your crypto. Keep your crypto off the exchanges because mm -hmm. here's what happens when you don't do that, right? So here we are. Yeah, we got some really interesting guests who are going to be coming up, uh, including uh, Dominic. Hopefully soon, Brad Mills, who was the one who was sounding the alert on Luna before Luna happened and came on this show in the spring and said, be careful of Celsius, which caused me to remove my funds from Celsius two weeks before their scan popped. Uh, he's got a lot to say about this and other centralized exchanges. And uh, Christina Bruhan of Continuum Market, who is watching all the data points of this market right now and has some interesting things to say about this, uh, the collapses in crypto, where it's going and how we fix it. The timestamp for today is the 14th of November, 2022. It is 2.42 p.m. Atlantic standard time that's puerto rico time uh and coingecko.com says the total crypto market cap is 867 billion dollars bitcoin six sixteen six forty five ethereum twelve forty five and the bnb at two seventy seven and um Travis, being not a financial advisor and taking forever to capitulate that we were indeed in a bear market, very wrong about that. I don't think we're done yet. 
That's just my personal opinion. I uh, mm. I think that the I think maximum pain is yet to come, and we could talk a little bit about why that is. I think we should go ahead though and get into the news for I, today. I agree, and I would say this: take that with a grain of salt, because when Joel says it's a bull market, it's going into a bear market. When Joel mm. says it's going into a bear market, it might be a bull market. We don't know. Don't listen. You know, to us, do your own research. <laughs> Jim Cramer has been a good um, indicator of yeah. that, and, and he's saying buy Bitcoin now. So there you go. In a way, he agrees with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you you're saying buy, that means it's <laughs> it's going down. Uh, So, you know, in order to kick this off, what I'd like to do is Travis found a great video um, by a guy whose account is JG underscore nuke on Twitter. Go follow this guy. Rather than us try to summarize what's happened with FTX, he's put together a 99 second video. And we're going to let you guys take a look at that and listen to it. Uh, what he's got to say right now to kind of set the table. This is Sam Bankman-Fried. People call him SBF. He's the founder of FTX. He also controlled a crypto hedge fund called Alameda Research, but that's all gone now. He wants you to think he's a sweet guy. He even bought in a famous YouTuber who called him the most generous man in the world. Yep, that happened. Truth is, Sam Bankman-Fried is a liar and a crook. His personal crypto FTX token was basically a Ponzi scheme hidden below layers of Moonbro jargon. He even went on Bloomberg's podcast and bragged about it. Yep, that happened. He used his Ponzi token as collateral to borrow billions of real dollars that he couldn't pay back. He then used those real dollars to build an empire out of dying companies like Voyager and BlockFi. This led Jim Cramer to call him the new JP Morgan. That's weird. It's not like Jim Cramer to promote a billionaire con artist. SBF sold people cryptos like Bitcoin, or so they thought. What they really bought from SBF was an IOU. But as long as everyone didn't cash in their IOU at the same time, the scheme worked. Until it didn't. This other a-hole who hates SBF came along and engineered a bank run with some passive-aggressive tweets. It worked. SBF didn't have enough money to repay everyone at once, and now his customers have lost everything. He'll be happy to know that this is exactly how every bank in the world operates. So where did all the money go? He misappropriated $4 billion trying to save his failing hedge fund. Whoops, that's a felony. He spent $21 million on Super Bowl commercials, $5 million for the big guy, $40 million in campaign donations. I wonder what he wanted in return. And everyone who's pointing at this story and saying, This is exactly why we need to regulate crypto. Remember that SBF stole billions. That's already a crime. And he spent a lot of it on bribing politicians, also a crime, in order to create a crypto monopoly for himself. Government regulations don't protect the customers. They protect the crooks. That's exactly what SBF was trying trying to do uh, this guy did a great job of summarizing you know there's a lot that he couldn't put in there because there's so much happening here but way to go jg nuke uh, we've got links to your twitter and your video in the show notes and you guys should go subscribe to uh the work he's doing over there, there there's a few others travis said have been doing amazing work uh one of them is bitboy ben armstrong he There is a video on YouTube that he posted two weeks before FTX went down. And he said he was saying, get your money out. This thing is bad. Here's why he was sounding the alarm and people were ribbing him and calling him out, calling him names. And he's been proven right. And now he has been busting his ass to um, to get data. And frankly, I think he's probably putting his life at risk a little bit. Ben Armstrong did not yeah. suicide himself. Well, we'll talk a little bit about more of that at the end of the episode, because there are some conspiratorial type of stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, I could rant about, but I don't I don't know that this is all tied to the maker Dow guy who died recently in puerto rico but we're going to cover why it could be connected and not about i don't know it's all it's all conjecture so the 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 um the long story short on this is that they were playing with essentially fake money right they made their token and they loaned out far more than they had in reserves and when it came time to pay the piper they were way short on in the reserves Uh, and some of these centralized exchanges have been lending to each other BlockFi was impacted by this they stopped withdrawals Um, others are wondering you know who is the next one to fall is crypto.com in trouble their people their people say uh, no that they're showing full disclosure on what they have in reserves but do they really? You don't know who to trust anymore. And like Travis said, the key is 
not your keys, not your crypto, get off exchanges, even Binance. You know, the CZ comes out being the good guy here, but I'm not completely sold that he is. Are you? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, think about this. It's called an exchange, which means, hey, you upload your crypto, you exchange it to what you want, and then you pull your crypto back down. Uh, but people are conditioned to be like a bank, right? Oh, I need a bank account. And you, they're, they're thinking that like people like FTX, like, oh, let's store my money there. Well, you don't store your money on an exchange ever. You would only put a little bit in the exchange that you maybe want to trade, right? And so the fact is, is that, you know, it's hard to trust some of these and it's going to take a while to build some of this trust back, especially when, you, when you're talking about how FTX and how, you know, Sam Bankman fraud, how they actually had a backdoor built in to the system so they could move around customer funds from out from FTX to Alameda without triggering any sort of compliance or legal. And they had that built in intentionally. And this is the, this is the thing that I think is interesting somebody, I was going to, I'll find the article. Actually, I'll, it's a tweet thread where somebody said this, imagine your McDonald's and you want to go ahead and create your own clown coin, right? Here's my clown coin. And what they started to do is leveraging their clown coin that they created, using that clown coin to then get loans, you know, from that clown coin and saying, all right, this is collateral for real money. And then people realizing that your clown coin is a shit coin, not worth anything, and that your whole business is propped up with this fictitious coin that you created. And so since that happened, the whole thing has has completely tanked. You've seen this. If you've looked at crypto at all, you're going, oh, my God, what has happened? The bottom has fallen out. This is the Bear Stearns moment for crypto right now. I think this is Mt. Gox way beyond because here we are. There's a lot of people coming in. A lot of adopters are coming in. You know, Joel, even Mr. Wonderful was talking about how great FTX is and how, you know, Sam Bankman Freed's parents, you know, Bankman and Freed, Barbara Freed and whatever Bankman's name is. And they are both, you know, uh, in compliance and, you know, they work at Stanford and all these. So it's interesting to see, like, when you look at his parents, and I think we talked about this on the episode we did last week, where his mom literally was creating a pack. Uh, you know, and what mind the gap Democrat pack. And then, so there's a whole lot of this money stuff that's being filtered around that we found out and it's going back to a certain political party. It's, it's really bizarre. There you go again. So bizarre. Being a political uh, conspiracy realist, a coin telegraph's doing a good job of tracking everything as it's happening. The most Mm -hmm. recent information we have is that at Kraken, they have frozen the accounts of FTX group, Alameda research and their executives to protect their creditors. Now, look, the odds are that if you had money in this exchange, odds are it's gone. Now, if this uh, people would say, especially Bitcoin purists, that this is not as bad as Mt. Gox, because Mt. Gox at that time, it accounted for a much a huge percentage of Bitcoin was stolen Mm -hmm. from Mt. Gox Mm -hmm. at the time. Um, However, this rabbit hole goes much deeper into the conspiracy realist realm because we're talking big money and there's a really interesting uh, association loop that takes place between FTX money for Ukraine and the Democrat party. And this is not conspiracy theorists at all. This is all identifiable, proven, factual, which you're not going to hear about on the mainstream news. Ask yourself why Mm -hmm. you're not. And then you can really begin to go down the rabbit hole. You know, what's so crazy is this, all this stuff came to light right around the time the U S was having midterm elections mm-hmm. and we could go into some conspiracies around that. But I do okay. notice this Joel is that every time, uh, I think it's 98, 99% of the time, whenever they delay, uh, the counting of a vote, it always turns out for the Democrats, right? I don't know. why. That's just such a wild co- a coincidence. I don't know how that is. Wow, mystery. this is so magical. I think it's like, oh, how many votes do we need? Oh, okay. Well, give us a week. And here we are. But, you know, 
talking about what was going on here. So we mentioned last week that CZ was like, hey, it doesn't look like you have liquidity. We have X amount of millions and millions, hundreds of millions worth of FTT. So we're going to start liquidating this. That created this bank run. And then once this bank, and so they didn't have enough liquidity because they've been moving stuff mm-hmm. back and forth. And then the value of FTT just collapses, right? I mean, it was sitting around 22, you know, it was really, it was very, it was almost like a stable coin for a while. It was just like a little bit up, a little bit down, a little bit up, a little bit it down. It revealed then- <clears throat> the, the holes in the system is basically what it did. Um, and that that runs like, okay, House of Cards, which, by the way, as uh, as our friend um, J.G. Nuke said in his video, this is the exact same system that the U.S. banking <laughs> financial system runs on. If everybody was to go to the banks to say, I want my money, guess what? You're not going to get it. It's not really there. It's a House of Cards. But mm-hmm. since the government has... Uh, you know, basically deputized itself to be in, in the business of fraud, then they get away with it. But uh, this exchange yeah. clearly is not. And I, well, think let's that- say, I think you're right on on that. But as, as an aside, you know, what you're talking about there, the Federal Reserve Bank has never been audited. We don't know how much money there is, how much right. money there isn't, how much paper money there is, how much digital money there is. And then they're leveraging it. And then if I take a million dollars and put it in the bank account, well, then that bank can then loan out $10 million because of fractional reserve banking. And so what was happening, if you look at the asset sheet for FTX, they say they have a billion plus dollars worth of Bitcoin, you know, uh, vulnerability that their that their customers own. And then on their, on their asset sheet, they own zero Bitcoin, right? right? So that's a complete that's a, that's worse than fractional reserve banking because you would think they would have at least a hundred million dollars worth of Bitcoin if they have a billion dollars worth of liquidity out there. So they were basically trading and selling fake Bitcoin, essentially, it seems like. So when all this happened, um, Sam Bankman Freed fled to the Bahamas where his office and uh, his 40 million dollar uh, estate is and. Bahamian where he authority. shared with his 10 roommates that all happened to work for FTX and Alameda. And they were they, do a search on this because this is crazy. They were having some Fleetwood Mac 1970s sort of partner swapping crazy yep. stuff going on while he was sitting there on his beanbag. And I don't know, dude, that is just so bizarre. And he goes, oh, he only made himself. He was only taking a very small percentage of the revenue. He was only making $100,000 a year from FTX while he was living in a massive penthouse suite, you know, in the Bahamas and, you know, partnered up with the CEO of Alameda research. Whatever you think of Solana, um, it, <laughs> it, the case can now be made that Sam Bankman freed pumped it mm-hmm. to the moon and, mm-hmm. uh, they have sole collateral. They also wrapped something like 15,000, bitcoins on soul which cannot be unwrapped now so that's another fifteen thousand bitcoins that are removed from the uh the supply wow. i of- wonder why, why why can they not unwrap it because this solana is so low in price or something or is, they've always had some chain problems i mean once upon a time i was thinking of launching a project on solana but then they got hacked they were ddosed they had that double spending thing so once you know about all of that stuff and all the problems that Solana has had, and then you tie it back up chain to FTX, who really pumped it, it goes back to me to that Dominic Williams story when he said, man, right whenever they launched ICP, the price got pumped up to $400 mm-hmm. through FTX, and then they put a short on it and the price tanked, and they used that money to pump up Solana. So I think that they used a lot of that money from ICP, which is truly a decentralized platform. That was right. one of the things that Dominique Williams was talking about. Oh, hey, you know what? We were with Ethereum. Hey, let's let's go ahead and build ourselves the utmost decentralized internet protocol and let's create the crypto around that. And then a lot of those cantillionaires in Ethereum and these other ones, they prefer to have control and power over the scenario. And so... They did their best to tank ICP. Now, in my mind, I think ICP, when it's all said and done, if it is what we think it is, then it could be a phenomenal project long term, not financial advice. 
we've been talking about it for a year now and uh, bitboy has finally latched onto it and he is mm. he understands icp has been talking about it so this is the uh, the ceo of alameda research her name is caroline something or other ellison ellison, ellison. Um, this is a video that has surfaced of her being interviewed and surely you can tell from uh, what she has to say here she knows a lot about financial markets and how they work give a listen to this yeah absolutely could pull it off without my math degree <laughs> use very little math um use a lot of like uh, elementary school math being comfortable with risk is very important. Um, <laughs> we tend not to have things like stop losses. I think those aren't necessarily a great risk management tool. I'm trying to think of a good example of a trade where I've lost a ton of money. Um, well, I don't know. I probably don't want to go into specifics too much yeah, with that. <laughs> what? Stop gaps. I mean, nobody wants stop losses. They what? Want that. What? Seriously. And you know what? I want to ask you this, Joel. Ask me this. When, when I first heard Alameda Research, to me, that sounds like a name that's been around for a long time. Like, yeah. I didn't even go in and dive in research into it because I'm thinking that thing's been around 20 plus years. It's the Alameda Research. That, yeah, that's something about that was ringing a bell in my brain that just sounds like it's been around forever. I didn't know that it was created in 2017. I thought that thing's been around since the 1990s in my brain somehow in that brain of yours well I, you got to see this um so sam bankman freed has been tweeting first of all he came on to um to twitter let's see a few days ago and he said here that uh before he he said that they're filed for bankruptcy he basically said he screwed up like if he had a lawyer <laughs> out there i don't know what they were telling him but he's mm -hmm. apologizing he's basically incriminating twice himself. he said i fucked up twice the dude's right? going to jail but he, he has to i don't i just don't see a way around it but look look at these tweets that have been coming out starting with this one uh, 15 hours ago <sighs> he's uh, spelling what happened yeah he's spelling what he, he's spelling he's spelling what happened he just he tweets this this is last night just what and then a couple hours later, just the letter H and just a couple hours ago today, like he let he sleep, slept on that all night. Now it's H A P P E. Like, why is what what game like what this guy posted right here? This is WTF. What is the insanity <laughs> of what we're seeing play out oh in God. front of us in real time? Billions of dollars lost, tanking the crypto market, um, killing trust for so many people in mm -hmm. cryptocurrency when obviously we've and many others have warned against centralized exchanges for so long. Um, mm -hmm. this, this shouldn't be a, a, a surprise that it's come to this, but the drama that we're seeing here is surprising it could be more nefarious than that this could literally be set up to eventually take the crypto fall to kind of help usher in cbdc's right when you look at the whole ecosystem of this and when you tap in and you can kind of see how what was going on with the funding and then sbf ends up investing 40 million dollars in the second largest donor in the joe biden's campaign originally mm -hmm. there's some money laundering stuff that's going on that we don't even fully understand um <laughs> which you won't hear about on oh the news gang if you're watching cnn if you're mm -hmm. watching ms pms nbc if you're watching cnbc if you're pms nbc times, is that a new <laughs> if you're reading the new york times or the whatever the los angeles or chicago tribune or any of those papers this is a great time to question if you're being duped if you're not really hearing the news because the news is out there and this is the biggest scandal since enron without a doubt the biggest financial scandal in america since mm -hmm. enron and if you're not hearing about it if you're just hearing how bad crypto is and ftx has crumbled if you're not hearing the flow of money where they can track where the money came from and where it went then you know you're being lied to and that's going to be a real hard pill to swallow for some of you that think that you're trusting 
the the news mm -hmm. networks and sources that you rely on. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you start diving into this deeply and you start seeing the connections between Gary Gensler of the SEC and his parents, uh, SBF's parents, how things are sort of tied in. SBF was working with the SEC and Gary Gensler to write crypto regulation, right? And so when you're tying all that stuff together and then you and then they're still talking about going forward with the stuff that SBF was recommending. And I look at that and I say, wow, how can this shit be so corrupted? Like it's people. Because people, God, man, because people. God. This is uh, the link to this and everything else we're talking about is in the show notes at badco.in forward slash 649. This is the tweet that kind of kicked it all off from CZ that you can take a look at. You know, I mentioned that uh, Ben Armstrong, BitBoy Crypto, has been doing a lot of work, and what his work has turned up is who the real villain is in all this. It mm -hmm. is the legal counsel for FTX, Dan. Friedberg. And there is a, uh, a story that's linked on um, this guy's Facebook post that you're going to have a hard time finding the evidence that this guy is it because all of a sudden the very existence of him is being scrubbed from the internet in real time. People are having to screenshot bios, um, social pages that are being taken down, posts that are disappearing, references on websites to this guy, all disappearing. Why? Why would that happen? Well, apparently Sam Bankman-Fried is, according to this theory, the fall guy, and Dan Friedberg uh, may be the one who is responsible for what just took place. And, um, and imagine being so well-respected in the space. Like you're literally having conferences and you're having people like Bill Clinton coming and speaking at your conference, right? With Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen. Uh, I did not, and, I did not buy any of that FTX. I did not get any donations for, I yeah. did, I did have sexual intercourse with that woman though. I did yeah. do that. It's just, it's just when you tie everything together, you can see that there's a big, big problem with all of this. And, and when you hear these folks talk, and then you know they have no liquidity, and then you, you, you go through the whole system, and you're going, "Wow, this thing right here, like this Dan Friedberg guy, nobody's really talking about this guy." Mm -hmm. And for somebody to be able, who is powerful enough to scrub someone from the internet, not only from the internet, but from archives and the Wayback Machine? Right. We do know. I know. I've read this. Taylor Lorenz, who is a uh, I guess a Washington Post or New York Times uh, journalist, her uncle runs the Wayback Machine. And so anytime that she wants to get anything scrubbed, she just talks to her uncle and he scrubs all that stuff. So you don't know that, you know, one of these prolific, quote unquote, journalists comes from a very, very wealthy family. Well, this dude right here, Dan Friedberg. He is basically getting stuff wiped out somehow. And this guy right here, you never see this guy. He, he's got he's got some super epic goo gone that like, he just sprays it on the internet and everything wow. disappears. Uh, crazy. So this is a rabbit hole definitely worth going down. And uh, congratulations to uh, to BitBoy for, uh, for uncovering. Also, uh, Mario Knopfel, who's a friend of the show, was on this show a few months ago. He has been doing these Twitter spaces, uh, roundtables, almost daily and he's grown this thing uh, you and i have both been on them as guests before as speakers um, he's grown it from thousands uh, to tens of thousands of people and now he's doing these marathon sessions where he is having people come on from exchanges he's inviting um, exchange ceos to come on and be transparent about their funds and uh, and their holdings elon musk even popped in to uh, and and said something about dogecoin going to the moon which of course pumped doge and i stand by um, the theory that he will be integrating dogecoin for payments on twitter before bitcoin is integrated yeah. probably a mistake but i think yeah. he's gonna do it i think for these exchanges to regain trust they have to do some sort of proof of visibility into their liquidity <laughs> right because you can't have this fractional reserve crypto going on. You have to have insights into that. And I think the best ones, and now my friend Dima Buter, who runs Hacken out of Ukraine, 
has been talking about this, saying, hey, we got to have proof of visibility into the assets that these people have. We should know exactly what is in the reserves at any time. There should not be any arbitrage going on where they're actually faking the amounts that they have and then getting the rug pulled on. It's crazy. Well, and and what we have happening now is that other exchanges are being, you know, saying, hey, what's your what's your deal? So Tether, um, Circle and Coinbase say they have zero exposure to FDX and Alameda. Um, we don't necessarily have the proof of that. That's what they're saying, that mm -hmm. there is no exposure. Which exchanges do have exposure? So the ones that are being rumored out there to have exposure are Crypto.com. Crypto.com is denying it. Uh, KuCoin, haven't heard anything from KuCoin about it. They have come out and said um, the holdings that they have um, but they could be leave some out. They do say that we have this much Bitcoin, this much Ethereum, blah, 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 this much KCS. Um, mm -hmm. You've got Binance saying that they're not exposed anymore. Um, you've got uh, gate.io is a name that's being put on the table. Um, and there's a few. And that's, that's an interesting point right there. I want to I touch base yeah. on this. Crypto.com, their, their token is tanking as we speak. It's down 40-something yeah. percent this week. But... The CEO, Chris, uh, I don't remember his last name. It's a weird last name. But they accidentally sent $400 million to the wrong address. They sent it to gate.io. Gate.io had the ethics to send it back to them. But when the CEO is accidentally or whoever's doing that is accidentally sending $400 million of ETH, if they didn't get that back, it, like, what? My, my, my. Yeah. Get your money it off of exchanges. Real interesting. So uh, Solana is now down to $14. And uh, this story right here says that uh, I guess this just happened, right? It would have happened. The story was from November 9th. Here it is, the 14th. Um, nearly 1 billion of Solana is set to be unstaked. That's a lot of supply that um, that is being unstaked. Um, and those, if you look at the the pie chart of who owns Solana, the community owns like a small amount. A lot of it is the team, the advisors, the founders, those types of people. And then the people who early bought in, right? And so Solana is so tied to FTX that I don't know if Solana is going to be able to make it through the crypto winter. And that's that's just me just going, wow, how in the hell is it? If you got a billion dollars set to be unstaked, well, guess what? Last week, that would have been two, three, five billion. The, the how much would it have been back when it was two hundred and twenty dollars a token? This is a developing story, gang. All of this is developing. The contagion of uh, what's happened with FTX is still spreading. It is like a virus, and we don't know everything that it's going to impact. Uh, but I tell you this: what this has proven and demonstrated is that centralized exchanges, as Bitcoin purists have said for some time, are a really bad idea. They're banks 2.0. Banks in their current form are a bad idea. And centralized exchanges are basically saying, hey, let's take this crypto concept and let's do to, uh, to crypto what we've did to fiat currency. And and it's a good thing that this is happening when it is like it's time for this shenanigans to stop. Decentralized exchanges are the way to go. Um, and I'm afraid what's going to happen as a result of this, Travis, is the regulation that they're going to want to implement is not going to affect that it's not going to be about the centralized exchanges. They're going after mm -hmm. decentralization because then, then they don't have control of the money and they're going to bring about these central bank digital currencies. Currency. And that's the whole point. CBDC. That's the whole point mm -hmm. of this whole thing. Like, I don't think that FTX was prepared to collapse yet. I, in my mind, I don't, it doesn't seem like, you know, all it took was a couple of tweets by, by, or well, that one release of the of CoinDesk and then CZ tweeting about it, and then boom. I don't think they were ready to pull their own rug. They were not prepared for this. So especially how, how close SBF is with Gensler and how they're working together to create the crypto regulation. So it seems to me that FTX was primed and set up 
to be the de facto exchange and it collapsed before they were quite ready. And so I think they've been scrambling a little bit. They don't necessarily know what to do. And I would say, you know, I know Sam Bankman Freed's not listening to this because I'm sure that he's freaking out because of people. Like, how do you lose that much respect and appreciation like that? Like, I, who, he's he canceled himself, but it's like there's so much going on to this behind the scenes that I think there's some nefarious players aside from that Dan Friedberg guy or whatever. There's who's 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 pumping him up. And when we tie it all together later on, we'll we'll, we'll kind of share that. So, you know, you said that he's probably freaking out. Um, look at all of the investments that SBF had here. This is actually on uh, Sir Lord Travis's LinkedIn. You can go take a close look at all of these organizations that had exposure, yeah. investments, And not only scroll down. Yeah, yeah, scroll down here. And then there's another one right there. And then there's the other one right there. So, like, all of them. So I've, I've gone in, and this here's how they were all sort of connected. And what I've read is 134 companies that that S that SBF and the and the group has in Alameda and FTX has invested in or part of is now filing for bankruptcy. 134 of these right now, including BlockFi. If you had money on that, that sucks. So there's a whole lot of stuff that's going on that that uh, is still yet to be revealed. And so, um, man, crazy. Uh, but you know, you're saying that he doesn't care. Um, here's what's really interesting, and I'm looking for the link um, of to find this. But apparently, uh, here we go. I've I found it. Um, Sam has been playing League of Legends. Like this is happening. This is now. He was caught in a game while all of this is going on. He's playing video games, and in between it all, he's tweeting. No, worse than that. He was playing League of Legends when he had that investor meeting with Sequoia Capital. And they gave they him the, they gave him money. Like what what? Yeah. Just and not we, only this, not only this, Joel, they gave them money, but the World Economic Forum was talking about how great FTX is as an exchange. Mm -hmm. To me, that's the huge red flag. They've since deleted that. Sequoia Capital was talking about what a great altruistic amazing person sbf is and ftx and they've deleted that from their websites so they're trying to clean up this stuff dan friedberg's being deleted from the internet so there's some powerful people at work behind this to probably try to bring down crypto as much as they can because they want to bring in as joel said those central bank digital currencies that is the end goal how do you get there you kill crypto as much as you can you ruin the trust for crypto and then you usher in the solution. When that problem, happens, create a problem. Screwed. Yep. Wait for the reaction. Offer the solution. That happens. Problem, reaction, solution. It happens all the time with these government players. These and look, look what's happened here. Around. Look who they're bringing in to uh, to resolve the problem mm -hmm. that is left by Sam Bankman-Fried. Um, a Wall Street turnaround titan, John J. Ray Third, is taking over and is going to guide the company through the Chapter 11 process. And who's this guy, Trev? Dude, when I saw this, I said, okay, yeah, there, there's clearly some shenanigans going on because the dude, this John Ray, John J. Ray III, he became the CEO of Enron after Enron got caught with their hand in the cookie jar, right? And then it collapsed. This dude was the dude who wrote it down to the ashes. Who'd they bring on? John J. Ray III to become CEO of FTX. Who is connected to this guy to bring him in? And why would he even be willing to do it if this was not a sort of deep state operation in some mm -hmm. way, Joel? There's no, there's no other reason for this to happen. Also, the other piece of news is, you know who's been following around uh, SBF for the last six months? Who's that? Ah, the the dude who wrote The Big Short, Michael Lewis, has been following around SBF for the last six months, and he's going to write a book about this thing, and he just got his finale. He just got 
his finishing final yep. chapter of this thing. Well, it's not and, it's uh, not over. I mean, because there's still a lot more to come, like what's going to happen to Sam and to to Dan and and the others that are involved. Um, probably nothing. Probably nothing. If there's if they're one of the largest donors to the Democrat Party, probably nothing will happen to them. If so, it'll be a little baby slap on the hand. It won't be anything like Russ Albrecht, the creator of Silk Road, who's sitting in there for life. Right. It won't be anything like that. It's going to be, oh, probably a monetary fine of some sort, just like what happened in the global crash of 2008. How many of those Wall Street executives went to jail? Uh, zero. And are you, gotta ask you awake? Hmm. Are you awake, folks? Joel, Joel, the Joel, crypto has nothing to do with politics. Mm -hmm. Remember how people yeah. telling us this? We, could, oh, we didn't tune in to hear about politics. We tune in to hear about crypto. Well, You're hey, assholes, guess what? It is actually tied together intrinsically at the hip. Did you just call our listeners assholes? No, the ones who were bitching about us talking about politics are assholes. They don't understand what's going on. Yeah, no, I'm they, a little bit. They don't. No, you're right. You're right. And it turns some people off. But you know what? There's things happening in the world that are a serious turnoff. And your freedom, our freedom, our liberties are at stake. And uh, Bitcoin does fix this. It really does. Um, there are some diehards that say there's better Bitcoins out there. Some say ADA is a better Bitcoin. Some say ICP is a better chain. The the And those are up for debate. I'm not going to be a Bitcoin purist, but I am going to say there are definitely shenanigans afoot. And uh, we're here. We're going to keep covering it. Um, yep. we're, we've got some great interviews coming your way that are all going to be relevant to the times. We need to get G. Edward Griffin back on the show. Yeah, I would I would say that. Griffey. Too. I, can I call him Griffey when he comes back? <clears throat> you can call him whatever you Yo, like Griff. as long as he comes back. But I, I want to touch base on this because this is something that's a total conspiracy theory. And there's a Twitter user by the name of at delete underscore shitcoin. He was the founder of MakerDAO, right? This guy basically called out CIA and Mossad and, and said, well, a pedophile elite is running some kind of sex trafficking blackmail ring out of puerto rico and the caribbean islands they're gonna frame me with a laptop planted blah 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 they will torture me to death and guess what he's dead he's dead like the next day mm -hmm. and uh, and and then so they're saying that there's potentially some tie-ins with this especially if you look at the alameda research logo that logo looks very suspicious to the boy lover pedophile symbol and then the logo that's in sbf's Twitter profile looks very similar to the girl lover pedo symbol. You can actually go and research those on your own. I'm not saying any of that's true. I'm not saying anything's connected other than that dude's dead, right? But if that's tied to, to FTX and, and SPF and all this stuff's going on, and then the money laundering with Ukraine, and then so we've sent about $100 billion to Ukraine, right? And then Ukraine was investing in the FTX, and then Somehow, SBF and FTX was donating that back to PACs and to Democrat candidates. And he's been doing that since 2020. And so I don't know how that's all related or if there's any relation on that at all. I, if I die, I did not kill myself. I am not suicidal. It's nope. just weird. I'm just reporting what people are talking about and take it for what you will. Uh, apparently, it's starting to get uh, some coverage. New York Post, cryptocurrency billionaire broke the bank for Dems. Uh, where's Gensler? Don't know. Uh, he, he Gensler will not do any interviews that have anything but softball questions. He won't. Right. He won't answer hard questions. Let me look at that face. Mm -hmm. That face. Bank will man. Not He's the bank man. How great yeah. is that? It's Sam Bankman. Like the bank man collapsed crypto. Like, are you serious? <laughs> Oh, man. So this is this, here, here's the chart right here. Here you go. This is the one that I was looking for. U.S. tax dollars at work. I'm going to put this front and center so everybody can see it. Um, so Sam Bankman Freed donates money to the Democrat Party. Lots of money. Millions of dollars to the party, to PACs, to candidates. The the PACs and candidates and party then back um, senile Biden, who gives our tax dollars in the form of military and humanitarian aid Almost 100 billion dollars not even including the billions of weapons sent to ukraine mm -hmm. and then ukraine uses our aid to partner 
with FTX. Now that's Do- just that right there is just a meme. That's just a picture. But go down the rabbit hole on your own, and you're going to be able to find. You read our show notes. You're going to be able to find all the things that we've been talking about. This is not over by any stretch of the imagination. Joel thinks we're going to maybe continue to go down. Are we going to see the bottom soon? I don't know. We're sitting at about what eight hundred and seventy billion right now. Um, it was it was like almost one point two trillion, and now it, and now three four hundred billion dollars have come off the market cap like that. So what's next? <laughs> you want to see this? This is funny. Uber has no cars. Airbnb has no real estate. FTX has no crypto. This nah. is the new economy. Wow. Uh, so yes, I referenced this in the beginning of the show, and let me go ahead and follow through on my thoughts again so not a financial advisor neither one of us are have been ever will be these are just our opinions and our observations and i this is my observation after talking to a number of people who i consider to be smart people i don't feel like the bottom is in yet uh, i do not feel that that right now we're at the anger stage um, maybe maybe trev can you find a link to that the the chart that shows the emotions of um investors because at the very bottom of that is despair and yes there's a lot of people right now that have lost a lot of money and they're despairing personally but as a market the market the the crypto market is not fully despairing i think that happens when you have enough of the population saying i never want to hear the word crypto again because they don't see a path back for that. Right now, I don't think we're there. I think that there is um, there is plenty of room for downside. Couple that with two things. And a part of this I got from speaking with Christina and some of my friends local here in, uh, in Puerto Rico. December is traditionally a tax harvesting month, right? There's a sell-off in December because if you need if you do need to do some losses, this is the time to do it right? Because you got to pay your taxes. Uh, But the Fed has printed money like crazy the past couple of years, and the stock market is propped up. Real estate has been propped up. Inflation is crazy right now. And the conventional wisdom says this has got to fall down at some point. And when the stock market takes a massive fall, and I believe it will, crypto is not yet decoupled. Bitcoin is not decoupled from the overall markets. When the markets fall, people sell all of their holdings, right? doesn't matter what they're holding. The only thing that I've seen not fall with the markets are precious metals. And so that's why I think we've not seen the bottom. And what was once predicted, Travis, that we could see Bitcoin down around four or 5,000 again, that I thought never, that's never going to happen. I'm beginning to think that it could touch that bottom again before shooting up. Could be totally wrong. Don't know. Jim Cramer says this is the bottom. And pre- tr- traditionally, that is a signal to do the opposite of what he says because he's just a paid shill on uh, on mm-hmm. television. I don't know. What do you yeah. think? Well, I would say this is that the Fibonacci's would say that 14 is going to be the absolute low. That's what Fibonacci says. But I've also said that the collapse that we could potentially see soon could be historic. And if it does happen where fiat fails and they start ushering that CBDCs and the economy is going to sort of collapse, then crypto is going to collapse right along with it because people are going to be freaking out. So is that going to happen? We don't know. Uh, but I did find that, uh, that uh, chart for you. Put it in the show notes there for you, Joel, if you want to pull that up. Yeah, I want to go ahead and uh, I found one as well. It's probably the same thing. Let me go ahead and do a screen share. For those of you that have uh, turned on to now realize that we have a video version of the show as well, you can find it on YouTube as mm-hmm. well. As, but we prefer uh, you listen on the podcast because we like the views and the listens or not views on the podcast, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, you know, here it is, um, the stealth phase awareness um and then uh you get your bull trap fear capitulation despairs way down here so we're in despair now is that well i don't i'm saying i don't think so i don't think Mm -hmm. we're in despair yet i think we're getting close to uh to despair well i would say people are selling a lot of people are selling they're they're getting rid of their cryptos right 
However, as as faith begins to as it gets to stabilize, as long as no other big projects fail, if crypto.com fails, crypto.com, like <laughs> if that fails, we are we're going to be in for a long dark cold cold so a lot of people would say that we are that we could be in the beginning of despair and then to desperation and desperation is i'll never touch shares ever again right so capitulation takes place you know here during the beginning of the despair cycle um and then is when we really hit the bottom now I don't know. Could I be completely wrong on this? Absolutely. Could be. Have no idea. I'm just. Well, you did say an interesting point, though, Joel, about how December is naturally the time when people sell off. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you also have January, which is um, I think in February is the Chinese New Year. So then Mm -hmm. they're typically, you know, not doing work. And so and then we've also seen that the bull runs typically end in December, early January, from what we've seen in the past. Here we are at the end of this other one. I don't know. To be determined, we're going to keep talking about this, and our next episode will be on Wednesday, and we will talk about what we know on Wednesday and maybe talk about some other news that's no longer just FTX, but we're going to, if there's any new parts of the saga as it continues, we'll share for that as well. Oh, uh, the other interview we've got coming up is with uh, Alex Cody Foster. He is the the writer that wrote that uh, that tracked with McAfee. If you've seen the uh, the video on Netflix, the Netflix special yet, um, this is going to be a real fascinating interview. Lots of stuff coming up here soon. I believe we've also got Brendan Ike from Brave is going to be coming on the show shortly nfts coming your way a lot of you have signed up for the bad crypto nifty club over the past couple weeks if you have not yet received your bad crypto nifty club nft it's something like two dollars and it's only two dollars so that bots don't take them for free go to badcrypto.uncut.fm it's on polygon polygon so there's virtually no gas pick up the membership card it is the spinny nft of us and we've got a free drop that's coming out and uh, maybe we'll start doing those even more often now that we've got more members in there yeah, we got more members, and this is a fun one. I got, uh, I'm already kind of piecing together. Either it's the show card for this one, or it's an NFT that we give away with the 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 uh, Fraud X. It's almost they should just name it Fraud X, Sam Bankman Fraud, Scam, Bunkman Fraud. I don't know. There's all kinds of things you can call him. I like to call him Bitch. Thanks for watching and or listening at the same time. We appreciate it. Tell a friend to subscribe to the bad crypto podcast give us a review five stars always preferable and we will keep you posted on what's happening next until then keep your keys in your possession stay back The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.